I've just been in a weird mood the entire Have you? broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, but this is the way that it goes. This music is kind of weird, too. This rejoiner <laughs> right here. It's just, what is that? It's, I don't, just, it's a I, great song. That's what that okay, is. Okay, that's a great, it's a great song. song. Jim, why, why would you say that's a great song? Because I like the song. Yeah, okay, you like it. <laughs> what? There was some guy stroking uh, ukulele or something. Hey, man, you got to appreciate art for what it is. Um, it was well, kind of soothing. You don't have to appreciate it. You're wrong on that. Oh, boy, um, here we art, go. Well, I'm just saying. No, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Well, of course. Don't not give him that sort of room, Jim. He'll, he'll never give it back. Not everybody appreciates art. Are you Especially just when it comes to us. And we use rejoins where the guy does not even sing. Oh, I thought you were calling our lyrics, show art. Of course, no. Oh, it's definitely not appreciated in its own time. Anyways, Jim, you got us sidetracked. Where are we going in this yes, beautiful program? Who was oh, over there Jam? working we on t- an update? You're blaming him. Okay. He was over yeah, there doing an that's update. That's right. Sorry, Jim. Um, here's what we're going to do. Okay? But I like the way you were into that update as well. That was good, man. Has I he like ever it. not been into an update? He's into an update. You never hear Jim do an update and be like, all right. He says it with passion Jem. and conviction. Yeah. This is what I love about about you, Jim, and it's no it's no joke. It's the truth, right? Yeah, we talk no, about it all the time. We do constantly. Jim's gonna tell you the way that it is, my brothers. You're gonna listen, you have no you choice. Are, and that was a great listen. song. You want to go? Song. If you put it in your update like that, Wolf would listen. But if you just tell him, he's gonna be like, What? I'm not even listening to yes. you. Yes. Um okay, good. What did are I Are you miss? ready? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what did you miss? Oh, it was a great segment of the show. <laughs> I, I you right. can go back and listen on the podcast. Here we go. Uh eight teams left in the NFL playoffs, uh, okay? This was, uh, Maloney came up with this like off the top of her head in the pre show meeting, and I like it. What can the Cardinals learn from each of these eight teams? Okay. So I'm just going to, do you want to, should we have Aaron throw the team out and we'll just answer quickly? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, are you cool with that? I feel like you're cutting sure. like nine different All right. things. Okay. Let's go. All right. So start throwing out teams. Don't Jacksonville start with Jaguars. The Chiefs. Okay. Well, that's uh, good. Resilience. Yes. Resilient. You can't be any more resilient than being down 27 nothing in a playoff game and turning the ball over five times and coming back and winning. And the Cardinals did not have enough resilience on the field this year. Don't quit. That's, that's the first thing I thought of right there. Don't quit. Don't do it. Trevor Lawrence, what he did is truly incredible, Basin Orleans, to overcome throwing three interceptions in the first quarter, four in the first half. You gotta be kidding me. The fact the kid could even go out there and take a snap in the second half is stunning to me. Stunning. He's gotta look at all of his teammates in the eye at halftime. How, how did you not walk around and just apologize to everybody in the locker room? I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry for how I've played. Now listen, not not every interception was his fault. But the fact that kid came out in the second half and righted the ship and brought his team back and they won the game? Oh, there's only one question you need to ask. What are you becoming, Trevor Lawrence? So if you're asking me what would I love the Arizona Cardinals to learn from the Jacksonville Jaguars... Don't quit. I just want to know that Maloney got my ear and said we need to go faster. And the only word I said that whole time was resilience. Yeah, sorry. Next. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Ch- this is the one team I don't know what they can. Like, I have I have something for all the other teams. I'm going to pass on the Chiefs. You're going to learn how to get Patrick Mahomes on your team, I guess. I don't know what they. They can't learn anything from the Chiefs. 
quarterback play matters. <laughs> that's, that's what they can learn. New York Giants. How to oh, use a New tight York end. Giants. Uh, the Giants, uh, how to get the most out of your quarterback. How about that? How about Daniel Jones? Whatever Brian Dable said to Daniel Jones has worked, and all of a sudden you're talking about, like, I don't know, a top 10-ish quarterback in the NFL. You can rebuild him. You can rebuild him. That's what they can learn right there. Yeah, it's kind of like Luke and what he said, but that certainly is exactly what's got to happen here with Kyler Murray and whoever comes in to coach him. He's got to take that next step going forward in his evolution as a quarterback. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I would say how to win a lot of football games with a mobile quarterback because there are similarities between Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts. There are differences too, but there are similarities and. They run an offense very similar to the offense the Cardinals were running successfully a year ago. Yes, and that would be exactly what they could learn from the Philadelphia Eagles. The offense will work with execution and putting your quarterback under center more. If anything, you've got to blend the two. And the Philadelphia Eagles are exhibit A. The Cincinnati Bengals. Swag. They had very they had minimal swag last year, the Cardinals did. After about, I don't know what, week six, seven, eight. Swag isn't bad. I think I have to go with Luke on that. Swag. It is. I think it's the only the answer. The Bengals have it. The players around Joe Burrow are better because of Joe Burrow's swag. Buffalo Bills. You know, right now I think the Cardinals Culture. could yeah, exactly. How to build a how to build a culture. How to build an organization. I, I said yeah, I know. I said, <laughs> so you, a different word. You were mumbling. How to, how to saying something. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and I said culture. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds okay. good. Oh, how, that how, good. How to build from the ground floor up. Because it's not that long ago that the Bills were doing that. And now look at them. They are a perennial Super Bowl contender every year. They really are. And the culture, the love that these guys share in that locker room. It's palpable, according to Lorenzo Alexander, and I believe Lorenzo Alexander would know exactly what it's like inside that Bills locker room, having been there for years. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, How to draft? I mean, the Cowboys draft pretty well. Getting Micah Parsons where they did, and it was a first-round pick, but that's not the only good draft pick they have. So, yeah, how to build through the draft. I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to agree. (laughs) I know I'm going to have to agree. It's the truth. They've done a good job. By the way, look at the pass rush. Build a pass rush. Get a pass rush, please. Build it through the draft, Even though you can do it, you don't have to have Micah Parsons. you just got to have some people. Be nice to have Micah Parsons, though. San Francisco 49ers. All right, I have a pretty clear answer for this one, so I'll let you go first. Physicality. You got to play this game in a physical way, offensively and defensively, and of course, in transition. You got to knock somebody's head off. It's about blocking and tackling. And the moment you forget that the game of football is about blocking and tackling, you're host, for lack of a better way of saying it. Yeah, physicality. I think San Francisco's the team that you can learn how to build something that doesn't revolve 
completely around the quarterback. I mean, that is a team that's on their third-string quarterback, and they haven't lost a game since he went in. And yes, Brock Purdy is a great story, and he's potentially a really good quarterback, too. He sure looked like it last week. But San Francisco, what they have that the Cardinals didn't have is when a quarterback gets hurt or a quarterback's not playing well, they just keep winning anyway. They've been doing this for a few years now. So I, I if you told me which of these teams could the Cardinals potentially learn the most from, it might be San Francisco specifically. Because you imagine if the Cardinals could build a team that wasn't as dependent on Kyler as it's been, and then Kyler got better? Yeah. I mean, that's the formula, right? Yes. You have a team that can win without Kyler doing anything amazing, and then he starts to get better and starts doing amazing things. By the way, all they do is run out power personnel groups. It's hysterical. Their number one personnel group, 21 personnel. Check that out. Anybody, 21, two backs, one tight end, two wide receivers. Rundown situation. First and 10, second and one to six, 21 personnel. Number one personnel group for the San Francisco 49ers. And you just don't see that anywhere else. Kyle Juszczyk, get a fullback. I'm surprised you didn't say that's what they could learn. Get a fullback. All right, we come back. Matt Ishbia was at Footprint Center last night. So how does the impending sale of the Suns impact the upcoming trade deadline? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the show. Should remind you, Cam Johnson is going to join us here in just a little bit. I mean, at this point, I think we can say it's 145. They've been putting it in the updates, but Cam's going to join us. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Cam's going to join us at some point. You, you don't know so, what time. Okay, well, it's not this segment. Then there's only two segments left after this segment. Cam's going to call in to talk about his return last night, the Suns win, you know, what he has, uh, what he's had to watch. I mean, if we talk about how difficult it has been if you're a fan or somebody covering the team that's been watching this team over the last month and a half in particular, where you're just like, man, I wish it could, somebody could do something to fix it. Imagine if you're Cam Johnson, who's had to sit there and be like, I could do something to fix it. I just can't get out there on the floor. And uh, last night he was able to get out there on the floor, and he did a lot. 19 points in 22 minutes really seemed to give a jolt to the entire team, specifically DeAndre Ayton and Mikel Bridges. But there was another potential jolt in the building last night, Wolf. Matt Ishbia sitting in Robert Sarver's seats and uh, and watching the game. It was it almost felt like a passing of the torch to the next owner. Man, that was really, really cool to see. Um, you could see it as well in, in regard to the players and how they were playing. I know it sounds ridiculous. I know that it does. That, oh, the new owner is here. He's in the building. And now I'm going to go out and I'm going to play hard. I, it, that's not what they were thinking. That's not what they were thinking. But I will say, Luke, he had to have some type of impact there. I don't know how. Well, but it's just like anything else. If anyone out there, you know, if your boss is present and you're doing your job for whatever reason, for the most part, you're going to do it harder. And I, I think there were some players that went out and focused a little bit more last night because Ishby was there. I know it sounds crazy, but. I think the evidence is in front of us. I don't disagree with that, but I'm trying to think of what that would look like for us. Because, okay, you're a basketball player, new owner shows up, you're going to play harder. Well, they needed that. If we had, if, if our boss showed up, would we talk yeah. louder? Yeah. 
No, we would not. Faster? But you know what? You'd be a whole lot funnier. Well, if he showed what up. do you think I'm saving it for? I, I know. But for me, once again, it's not like you have this conscious thought. Oh, Ishby is here. You know what? I'm going to play hard. I'm going to play hard right now. These guys are our professional competitors. This is what they do. You go out and you play hard, hopefully, all the time. And it doesn't matter who's actually sitting there watching you. But human nature says, oh, look, the owner is here, the new owner. Human nature is going to help you focus a little bit more. See, who I think it helped was the fan base because we've been stuck in this just middle of the season basket. It hasn't even been basketball limbo. I mean, they were 5-17 and 17 in their last 22 going into last night. It's just been miserable. Half the nights, it hasn't even looked like the Suns, not because they lost, but because it wasn't really the Suns. It's not, you're missing, at times, you're missing 80% of your starting lineup. Consistently, you've been missing 60% of your starting lineup. And then last night was like, wait a minute, Cam Johnson's out there. Mikel looks more like Mikel D.A. had a really good, at least first half, and and all of a sudden, it's like, okay, this kind of looks like the Suns. And then all the separate conversation of, but what are they going to be able to do with the deadline? Do they have an owner? Do they have three people making that decision? Can Robert Sarver block everything? That, to me, just the symbolism of Matt Ishbia being there in the crowd was like, wait a minute. This does sort of feel like we're getting our guys back and we can make trades. Whether that's the way it, it all ultimately plays out or not, that's what it felt like last night. And I like that they didn't introduce him. You almost had to look around. And be like, wait a minute, is that is that Matt Ishbia sitting over there? Yeah, yeah, no, I I know, I, I was kind of surprised they didn't introduce him. They will, at they some will point. at yeah. some point in time, I'm sure. But it tells me that the deal probably isn't done. The deal isn't done, but it's getting close. It tells me that they are confident it's going to get done, though, because yes. that would look really strange if it if it was just then he would just be a really rich guy sitting in those seats. Yes, but it'd, it'd look also very very strange if they introduced him <laughs> and all of a sudden it didn't go through. Can you imagine <laughs> that's, that's that? How much of a problem that probably would be? A smart yes. Exactly. Uh, he was there. I thought it was very, very cool. I, I'm i fascinated by this. I am. And it's because of Matt Ishbia and his past. It's because he has moistened a jock in the last 30 years. As a matter of fact, it's been a lot more recent than that. This is a guy that we all know was a walk-on at Michigan State, played for Tom Izzo, the 17th player on the roster a guy that knows what it's like to be inside a locker room. A guy that loves the game. Oh, and a, by the way, a guy that's loaded. <laughs> yeah, that, that part helps. That matters, too. That helps when you're buying I a team. I love that, the fact that he is the owner for the Phoenix Suns. All the stuff you said at the beginning of that resume is, I think, good for the Suns and good for the fans. But if you just showed up at, like, Adam Silver's office and were like, I'd like to purchase the Phoenix Suns, and he's like, okay. What, what do you have? And you're like, well, I'm 17th man on Michigan State's team. I mean, I care about the sport. I love this game. Well, how much money do you have? Eh, like 85 bucks. Yeah. The fact that he has many billions of dollars, obviously, uh, plays a big role in this, too. Yes, especially, too, when you hear that the Suns are releasing the information here. They've put it out there. They're willing to give up a number one pick and add salary. Yeah, so this is Sham Sharania from the rally last night. Maybe this is the most important part of of, uh, of what happened last night. We're 20 or so days away from the NBA trade deadline, and I'm told 
since Matt Ishbia and, and his announcement that he's going to take over the Suns' ownership has come out, uh, the Suns have actually informed teams that they're willing to move a first-round pick and potentially take on salary long-term for good players and winning acquisitions. So to me, you're starting to begin to see the influence of the Matt Ishbia, Justin Ishbia, or you know, regime and organization uh, and leadership under their ownership. All right, can I be honest? I hear that, and and to me, that sounds like there's going to be more than just Dre, Jay Crowder for a role player. Aren't Del- you honest all the time? Though? Well, but can I okay. can I actually be honest? I like to check in periodically. <laughs> Am I allowed to be honest? <laughs> I hear Fred Van Vliet. That's all I That's hear. Kind of what I That's hear too. All I hear. Oh my goodness! Make it happen. Make it. Make it rain, James. Fred make it rain. Fred Van Vliet or or somebody around that level. Now him specifically would be nice. But but somebody around that level that is more than than a we traded Jay Crowder for Rui Hachimura because we had to get something for Jay Crowder. That is a here's a trade where we're taking on salary beyond this year, and that particular trade is we're set in the backcourt going forward for the next however many years five years let's say in a league and an era where you need to be set in the backcourt yeah. that is such an advantage to have that and you already have Devin Booker to build around yeah and I, I like that too the fact that the Suns have put that out there I think it's great you know they're always going to do it within the industry of course they're going to do that why do you think they would release that information because yeah I, I realize this is a report but this isn't a rumor this is a rock-solid report. Are they going to pick the guy they allow to break the story? Yeah, they do. But for me, why did they do that? Because they want the fan base to know. I mean, they it's inside the industry. They could do it right there. They could just say, hey, we're, you could call every general manager. Email every general manager. Hey, this is what we're looking to do. Yeah. We'll give you a first round pick and we're willing to take on salary. It all depends who it is. Trying to drum up business, man. I love that. But they released it publicly. To me, they allowed that to be broken, that story. Why? Well, and you you can to only encourage the fan base. Exactly. You can only react or overreact to stuff like that so much. But I think in this particular instance where there has been so much talk that the Suns can't make a trade even if they want to, even if James Jones is willing to do it, and there's a, a team that's willing to make the trade with him, there's been so much talk that they wouldn't be able to do it because Robert Sarver still owns the team, Matt Ishbia, there's so much of that talk that to hear that from Shams yesterday is is one of the best things you could hear about this team because it has felt like their hands are tied with injuries and too many owners for the last month and a half. And last night, for the first time in a long time, it didn't feel that way. It felt like, hey, the Suns are going to come back and we're going to at least see this team, see what they can do, and maybe they'll be able to add something too. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right, we come back. It was a busy week around the world of sports, and we're going to get to it early because we got Cam Johnson coming up at 145. So next, we're going to get you caught up on everything that happened with our work week wrap-up. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we're doing this early today. So if you're like driving around, you're like, wait a minute, it's almost two o'clock. No, we're doing yeah. it early. And Wolf, that goes for you too. You can't leave after this segment. Okay, that's good. Because we're talking to Cam Johnson. Yeah, gotta hang around for Cam. Cam. Oh, Frank, don't embarrass us in front of. Oh, Cam. <laughs> Cam Johnson. Cam. 
by the way, did you actually see Deion Sanders landed the number one cornerback yeah, yeah. in the nation? Deion's tweeting well. about it. Hey, Ace, you got a five-star edge rusher. Take that, Deion. All right, on to Monday. You ready? This is Monday. Monday, here's Ian Rappaport on NFL Now talking about the Cardinals' new general manager. The Arizona Cardinals now hire Monty Ossonfort, a new head man taking over for former general manager Steve Kime. And, of course, the first order of business for Ossonfort and owner Michael Bidwell, hire a coach. Yep, that'd be next. Hire a coach. I think that's going to happen by next week, Friday. Next week, Friday, Friday, Friday. Maybe, yeah. Over under is one fifty seven on Friday. Okay, one one fifty seven in the afternoon. Under. All right, I'll go under on Friday. Okay. Yeah, Friday morning. Well, you don't want to hire like your new coach at like four thirty on a Friday afternoon because no. it gets lost in the shuffle. Exactly. Yeah, he might be okay. Maybe you're on. Break it in the morning. Uh, from one Monty to another, Monty Williams on what went wrong for his team as the Suns lost by thirty. To Memphis. Jai hit some threes, and we were trying to keep him out of our paint, which is what we did in the last game, and it was pretty effective. He hit some shots. I mean, if you were going to give Memphis anything, you err on the side of keeping him out of the paint. You know, we don't want to disrespect anybody, but him getting in the paint uh, really hurt us. And then the transition, uh, we didn't have a ton of turnovers, but they converted. Also on Monday, not a great football game. Uh, Dak Prescott outshines Tom Brady. The Cowboys could not make an extra point. And even you usually figure like, oh, you miss an extra point. That's going to come back to haunt you, right? Well, they missed four and it didn't come back to haunt them. Here's Tom Brady afterwards. I'm not, you know, this has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah, it's just be one day at a time, truly. That is that is going to be the last game that Tom Brady plays in, I believe. I think he comes back. Not to Tampa, but I think I think he's on a team next year. I kinda hope you're right. I hope we'll see. I hope I'm wrong because I don't want that to be the lasting image because he was bad in that game. Yeah, but do you expect it to be better if he's back playing on, like, the Raiders next year or something? Wouldn't it be great if he did come back, play a couple of games, look good? And then he's like, I'm out of here. I'm done. What if he went to New England? How would you feel about it? We don't have to. No, no. Okay, on to Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, the Cardinals introduced Monty Austin Fort. We're not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We are going to look for focused, driven, and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. Sold! (laughs) I love it, man. I need more of that right there to get me fired up right now. Are you kidding me? That is exactly the kind of culture that I want to see more of with the Arizona Cardinals. And it looks like they're well on their way to developing it. All right, Cardinals reportedly interviewed Frank Reich on Tuesday and uh, requested interview Broncos defensive coordinator Ajiro Evero, who they're talking to today. Here's Bob Kravitz on with Bickley Murata. I highly recommend Frank Reich. Uh, he got he got screwed here in Indy. Big time. Well, there you go. <laughs> Doesn't sound like things are going great in Indy. All right, uh, on to the uh, Coyotes. Finally won uh, against Detroit 4-3 in the shootout. You know, I heard that song walking past a bar the other day and thought the Coyotes had scored. That's great. Turns out they weren't even playing. Wednesday. Wednesday, Vance Joseph reportedly interviewing for the Cardinals head coaching job. We talked about the boot! 
just ignored any type of bootleg. Do you think they talked about the boot in they the interview? They talked about the boot right there, and that's what happened. See, you talk about it, and you do. You know. You've watched tape. You, you've gone over it all week long. You talked about it even during the game. Here comes the bootleg, and see if you execute it correctly, Basinonians. It works. And that's the problem. It works. Even after you talked about it, it still confuses defenses, which is why you do it. Uh, ASU football schedule released includes eight home games. Bullseye! Not bad. Eight out of 12 games at home this year. Okay, I'll take that. And then the Suns announced Cam Johnson will return from his knee injury against the Nets on Thursday. Cam! <laughs> I'm just going to play just that never constantly. Uh, and then the uh, Suns general manager, James Jones, joined Burns and Gambo to discuss the upcoming trade deadline. We are now less than three weeks away. No, I think you, I mean, I think all it, the last few days, I'd say the last couple days before the trade deadline, you'll probably get more incoming from teams that want to do something. But I can tell you from, you know, December 15th, January 15th until the trade deadline, teams are having conversations all the time. Especially when you go ahead and put it out there that you're willing to take on more salary and give up a number one pick. Just throw it out there. Let people do with that what they will. Other general managers have get my drift. Well, it's funny you bring that up because Thursday. Thursday Matt Ishbia was at Footprint Center. Here's Sham Sharania. We're 20 or so days away from the NBA trade deadline. And I'm told since Matt Ishbia and, and his announcement that he's going to take over the Suns' ownership has come out, uh, the Suns have actually informed teams that they're willing to move a first-round pick and, and potentially take on salary long-term for good players and winning acquisitions. Okay, that really makes you happy, doesn't it? It does. When you hear that, yes, that's awesome. Uh, This also made me happy. Suns beating the Nets one seventeen to one twelve. Cam Johnson is back. Cam will bring it up himself into the forecourt with a minute twenty to go. Keeps coming all the way through the lane. He lays it up and in. Counted and the foul. Cam Johnson kept coming. Said you're not going to stop me. Well, try to stop this and the Nets did it. Uh, that made me happy. This didn't make me happy. ASU had the lead most of the game, but ultimately lost to UCLA. And that's going to do it. Seven seconds left. A 12-point UCLA lead. Des Cambridge fires from downtown, misses, and that's your ball game. As UCLA pulls away at the end and wins it by the score of 74-62. to And in the same parking lot, the Coyotes lost to Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals 4-0. It's yours, boys and girls and boys. He actually did not score last night. Yeah. Uh, on to Friday. Friday. Oh, Friday. The Cardinals interviewing Ajiro Evero for their head coaching job today. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. And uh, make sure to stay tuned because in like five minutes, Cam Johnson is going to join us to talk about his return last night. Here we go. Cam Johnson in the house. And the fans let him hear how much they've missed him. 5.45 left in the I'll first quarter. He, he makes his first three. This crowd may lift the, lift the roof. Oh, they're ready. They were ready, too. 
Yeah. That was an awesome reception right there. Monty Williams talking about it as well. Just awesome to see that. Great scene last night at Footprint Center. We'll talk to Cam Johnson in just a second. Pick your level of Metallica. Single day tickets for Metallica's M72 World Tour on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. on LiveNation.com. That is today. Two nights, two different sets, no repeat weekends. Night one with Pantera on September 1st. Night two with Five Finger Death Punch September 3rd at State Farm Stadium. When we come back, how did Cam Johnson feel in his first game back from knee surgery? We're going to ask the Suns forward. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Okay, we're going to talk to Cam Johnson here in a second. Did you see this uh, clip? This is unrelated to basketball. Will Levis is going to be a pretty high, highly drafted quarterback. Yeah. You see what he puts in his coffee? No. Mayonnaise. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, man, that's... That's got to drop you down draft boards a little bit, right? Come you, on. you put mayonnaise in your coffee? Who does that? Will Levis. That's awful. Puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything you could... Well, yeah, there is something you could put in there. That would be worse. Yeah, but I, I don't know that. that there's much, and and I don't know that's that like if nasty. if I needed a quarterback, and I was like, eh, do I want that? <laughs> this guy looks really good, but he does put mayonnaise in his coffee. That'd be tough. That makes me want to hurl well, just thinking of that. You, you don't you don't need to hurl. I just wanted to pass that Especially along. Especially with coffee too. Why would you do that to coffee? Black coffee. I had to it's watch the best thing. Is that's how you drink your coffee? Yeah, just totally. Black just coffee. straight black that, coffee. Son of a truck driver, of course. Well, I, I had to watch the video a couple times to make sure that that was actually the case, and that was actually the case, and, and now I'm thoroughly disgusted. Um, at Footprint Center last night, not thoroughly disgusted by what happened there. Cam Johnson comes back, Suns get the win, and everything just kind of felt different. In fact, Cam Johnson joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Cam, thanks for the time, man. Uh, let's just start with, with how good it must have felt to get back out there and be able to help this team win a game. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, just. You know, you you start to miss it a lot when you're out for a while. So just being able to get back out there and, and contribute to a win, uh, like you said before, the energy in the arena was was high and just out there having fun. So, Cam, were you telling yourself anything going into the game? You know, after you've missed as many games as you have, and this being your first game back, and were you were you talking yourself into anything like, you know, hey, listen, don't feel like you got to go out and score thirty five? <laughs> you know what I mean? What were you, what were you telling yourself? It was the first couple of possessions. Uh, first couple of possessions was really just like, all right, feel the game, just get in a rhythm of simply running up and down the court. And, uh, you know, find your place from there. So when I got in the game, if you, if you were watching, I was kind of just in the corner watching. He had a couple uh, hooks, easy buckets, and, yep. you know, some easier defensive possessions where I was able to just kind of settle in. And, and from then on out, it kind of felt like a normal game, like I hadn't missed too much time. Talking to Cam Johnson, uh, Cam, your teammates definitely got a boost from you being back. Specifically, Mikel Bridges, though. I mean, did you expect that sort of performance from him? What, what is it? Why? Why did you coming back all of a sudden reinvigorate Mikel? Yeah, that's my twin. I, I'm not sure it had too much to do with me. Um, I just he had such a high level of preparation, you know, and he's been building that consistently through his habits over the past couple of years and. He's just been locked in road trips, home games. He's been locked into his routine, and it, it shows. You know, he's playing a lot more on the ball. He's creating for others and scoring the ball, too. And he's scoring in a lot of different ways, um, a lot of different ways than he had in previous years. So, I mean, that's just all him, just putting in that work. And, and you know, you guys know when you put in the work, the results come. 
So, Cam, did you have any expectation of your performance going into the game? Did you have any built-up expectation? No, I wouldn't say I had any expectation. Um, I was able to watch a lot over the past, you know, 37 games and, and just watching, seeing how games are flowing and then seeing what I had done, you know, the previous eight games uh, before I got injured and even games of the previous seasons and just seeing areas where I, I know I can improve, I know I can be better, I know I can find shots, I know I can attack defenses, and I know I can make plays defensively from. Um, and just trying to execute those things and drip feed those things into yesterday's game was my main focus. But outside of that, no expectations of, of anything else. Talking to Cam Johnson, Cam, so this team's played for a while now without you, without Devin Booker, Chris Paul. I mean, you guys have obviously been hit hard by injuries. I, I can't imagine it's easy to watch. What are you guys talking about when you're sitting there on the bench? It's like an all-star team watching the Suns play. Um, We're really locked in to what's going on. You know, just not necessarily talking about what the future holds or what the past was, but talking about what the guys are doing on the court, what's working for us, what's not working, um, pace of play, defense. And, and just seeing how guys are integrating themselves into the system and taking on new roles. And, and the flight of the team has been really high, you know, all season. And it's a credit to the guys who, who have been playing night in and night out that have just been put, you know, putting it all out there. The results haven't always been what we wanted them to, but I, I think that will turn around. And, and I think everybody has kind of um, increased their capacity over that time. Hey, brother, what did you miss the most? That feeling of stepping on the court. That, that rush, just being out there with, with the guys that we work so hard with, you know, DA, yeah. Mikhail, uh, those are guys that I'm, I'm coming up on year four with, and, and that's not something I take for granted. Um, so just being able to step back out there with them, compete, and come away with a win, uh, feel the energy of the crowd, um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, talking to Cam Johnson, Cam, some of these new guys that you were talking about that have stepped up, who, who has stood out to you that maybe we didn't know about at the start of the season? Um, I think Damian Lee has done a fantastic job, guys. Like, mm-hmm. um, he's shooting the ball at maybe 50% from three, 95 from the line, um, and, and he's making plays offensively and defensively and taking on a bunch of roles, whether it's an off-ball shooter. He's been playing on the ball a lot. Um, so he's one guy in particular that I've just been really impressed with. And I think, again, it all comes from his work ethic. He's one of those you know really regimented guys where he has his body routine, he has his shot routine, and, and he really sticks to it. And uh, he's been playing at a really high level. Kim, are you concerned with where you guys are in the standings right now? How much talk of that goes on in the locker room? Um, no, I think we're just in a position where, I mean, you look at the standings, we're probably like five games out of, of fifth place, you know, and with 30-some games left in the season, um, a lot of different things can happen. And and we've been on the, you know, the rough side of a couple games where it easily could have swung the other way and, and, and been a win for us. So in the second half of the season, just looking forward to winning those close games and, and not letting certain games slip, I think you just change that alone and, and, and we're, you know, right back there in the picture. But uh, it's just a group of guys that have played together for a while under a coach that, that we've had for a while. And I think um, our understanding of the game is only growing. Our understanding of each other is getting better. And I think uh, we're, we're still in a pretty good position. Talking to Cam Johnson, Cam, last night I know felt different to a lot of the fans. I'm sure it felt different to you being back out there. You guys got the win. You came back. Also, the new owner was was in the, the crowd. Were you guys yep. aware of that as the game was going? Um, Kind of. I, I had heard that he was there. I didn't really see him. But then again, there's so much going on, so much that my mind's focusing on. I wasn't really looking into the crowd much. 
<laughs> um, but it's it's cool, you know. Anytime you know some that big happens, um, and and looking forward to seeing what he does and what he brings to the organization. Um, I heard so many positive things about him. Looking forward to it. So, Cam, why are the Bengals going to beat the Bills? Why are they going to beat my Bills? Why are they? Yes. I mean, guys, I think they've won eight straight now. And they have so much confidence in what they're doing. They have so much talent. Um, they've been executing at a high level and winning games in different types of ways. And you guys know that's what it comes down to, especially in the playoffs of any sport. But but playoff football, you know, you gotta you got to get it any way you can. Um, and that's how they won the wild card game. That's how they've been winning games. And I mean, they got some of the best skill position guys in, in the league. And of course, the Bills are no slouch, especially up in Buffalo. But from everything I'm seeing, they're confident and ready to roll. Well, Cam, it's great to have you back, man. Thank you for the time. Good luck. Thank you, buddy. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. That's Cam Johnson joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. He didn't waver on that Bengals question either. He's no. like, no, they've what, they've won eight in a row. He they're did gonna, not. They're going to keep winning. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us here today. That's a good way to end the week. Thanks to uh, to Cam Johnson for joining us right there. Thanks to Aaron Maloney and Jesse Morrison behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gambo coming up next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.